Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. G-A-L-D-E-M G-A-L-D-E-M This song is good. Hello and welcome to Galdem's first ever podcast. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name's Liv, I'm Galdem's founder. And for those of you who don't know, Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to platforming the voices, perspectives and creative work of women and non-binary people of colour. Hello, I'm Charlie. I'm the head of editorial at Galdem and I'll be co-hosting our podcast with Liv. We're super excited to be starting our journey with you. Each week we'll invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up with Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our podcast, Growing Up with Galdem. This week, we are joined by the beautiful and talented and incredible Ravina Aurora, who you probably saw on our fourth cover um, of our magazine on a beautiful kind of yellow set. With her music, Ravina aims for a complete expression of the self and is a highly creative, dynamic and spiritual artist. You should look at all of her visuals. They are incredibly beautiful and thoughtfully constructed. Ravina released Lucid in 2019 to critical acclaim, with publications like NPR listing it as one of the best albums of the year. And Ravina released Moonstone EP, entirely produced by Everett Orr, with the woozy and emotional headaches as one of the favourites from the Ethereal project that she produced. Thank you for joining us. 
Thank you. I have so much love for Galdem. It's one of my favorite publications. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. We wanted to just first ask how you're feeling. Um, We've been seeing the work you've been doing to sort of provide some support for protesters. And I think I saw on your Instagram posting about LA Community Fridge recently. It seems like you've been quite busy. Yeah, it's been really beautiful. Kind of, I think the... This year has allowed me to step out of the crazy pace that I was going in my career for the last like three, four years and focus on relationships and focus on community work. And it's it's been really beautiful. And I just think it's like it's a time where it just feels like it's time to step up and just be there for be there for people. So I'm I'm trying to help in whatever way I can. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, the the next step now is just making sure that the work we do remains consistent right because I think that it could it could be it could have been a flash in the pan moment but it's really important to see um like people like yourself and and others I've seen and and who I follow who are really practicing what they preach and 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 yeah taking the steps to just make our society a better place for the people who really need it absolutely it's such an important time to use your platform and use your voice I think big or small, you know, just to get people involved and get people inspired to make really fundamental changes that we need to see. Yeah, definitely. That's been a a worry, a fear of mine too, that it's kind of a moment and there's an influx of support and awareness, but what happens beyond this point? And yeah, social media can be so incredibly toxic and damaging, but also it has the kind of capacity or ability to to really spotlight issues and maybe reach people that wouldn't be like taking in news in another context as well. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I hope the momentum keeps up. I think it's, it's still continuing and it's, it's like a lifelong movement. I don't even know if we'll see all the change that we want to see in our lifetime. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, you know, you, you do it for the next generations and you do it for like to see change over time, but the mission is huge, but it, there is something powerful. Even, you know, looking at kind of the marches and things that have happened in New York, the the March for Black Trans Lives, I feel like it's really beautiful and significant to see that many people physically standing together. So, mm. Well, I was thinking about um, the the moment that we all like actually met in person. Obviously, we'd been following your work and I think maybe had spotlighted or written about you and your music before. But when we came to New York, I think it was like four, no, two summers ago. Sorry. Yeah, I meant two summers ago. Yeah. Yeah. Really hot. (laughs) Um, uh, Me, you. It was like July. Was it July? Yeah. It was really hot really hot and we were in that like studio that Neela the incredible photographer who shot you for the cover had worked on um with her we are yellow project and so the cover quite naturally ended up becoming yellow which I feel matched you and matched her and matched the moment um but it was a really special thing to be able to like physically I don't know transcend borders and, and and overseas and actually physically be with you in that space yeah it was magic mm it was so it was such a beautiful day we were all so sweaty but (laughs) so sweaty yeah it was really hectic but there was like and it was such an amazing team it was Mm. all it was just all like poc and Mm. a lot of fans and queer community it was it was beautiful 
Yeah, I just remember the sort of like big fans in the building not really doing anything and a lot of lying around and chatting <laughs> and yeah. being, being sweaty together. I was honoured. That was my first Yay. cover. Happy that that was <laughs> with us. It feels, well, from our kind of emails prior to this, it feels like you've been going through a really kind of transformative period on, on quite a personal level. Um, and obviously throughout this, we, we don't need to mention names, but it would be wonderful if you could read out one of the snippets that you sent over. And then we can have a little chat. Yeah. Basically, I was going through these diary entries from 2016 mm. before my career. I think it was like a year before or almost two years before my career had really started to take off. And I was just in the space of, you know, having done music for a while at that point and not knowing if it was going to work out. I was putting everything that I was making as a nanny like back into music which was already like very little what I was making as a nanny so it was just like I kind of felt a bit hopeless about my career at that point but then also had just recently gotten into a relationship with my producer and yeah it was just like it was a very transformative and intense time just like having this really intense new relationship that was like beautiful, but also young in many ways. And yeah, this is just one of the diary entries from like, I think sometime middle of 2016. So uh, it starts like this. Cupid lies. You get so cold sometimes. I just want to patch up all your sore parts, ease your headaches, but you don't even want to let me do that for you. Let me be your mother, your caretaker. Don't cones ice cream cones girls with mile long legs daddy long legs big houses with trees indoors will i make it to toronto paris and la this year will i make it to london i keep my head propped up on the window of the sedan bringing me back home from work in new york city dreaming of new sights all places i can't reach or touch yet that life seems so hollow, but at least it's safe. I wouldn't mind calling an airplane home for a while. Anything to escape this strange mix of poverty, boredom, being stuck. Touch my cheeks, flushed, soft. They still feel like 22. You have perfect earlobes. Searching for words in the sky. Feel a symphony coming on. Feet barely floating. Mostly spacing out, not telling myself I'm good enough or that life is good enough. Sometimes happy, sometimes wishing for a free meal, free rent, free pass through life. Remember that time I wished I could have a bed on the early morning train instead of the cold, cold train. I was so exhausted every day. Why am I still killing myself over the music? I feel like there's... um. There's so much to unpack there, but it's like a really beautiful stream of consciousness writing. Obviously, correct me if I'm wrong. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing it with us. How well do you remember that moment and those feelings and, and how, how does it feel now to be reflecting upon them? I actually feel so out of touch with that time, but it's really, I think what's the most beautiful for me is to see that my voice as a writer was still really strong back then and that you know, that's like something that I've been working to cultivate as a writer for years. And it's really nice knowing that even in that time of 
a lot of doubt and a lot of kind of some self-hate in here. <laughs> like even in that time, you know, that my artistic voice was really strong and it makes sense why I was working so hard and doing what I was doing. And I'm just really grateful that I, you know, for the, for the acts of self-love to continue and to continue to go at it full force. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, I guess, like, reflecting on this in the context of that relationship then kind of having come to having come to an end because I mean it could be quite painful to to have to read and and look back at that or or it could not be you know that relationship it was so intense it was like a business partnership a work relationship a romantic relationship a friendship you know we both had a lot of like mental health issues going on. So it was very, it was very intense. And I think that line about let me be your mother, your caretaker is so like, now I can feel it. I'm like, mm. oh, damn. I shouldn't have had that mindset to want to just patch up somebody's broken parts. I've really learned now as an adult that you really have to be like working on yourself and like the self comes first and then the relationship. But we still have a really, beautiful friendship and you know we we helped each other out through like the very hard and uh intense time in our life where we both really just wanted to be in music and like we're you know like we're big parts of why we are where we're at today so I don't look at it with regret I just look at it like wow I I can see like how things ended up the way they did and like needing that relationship to close to kind of grow as an adult. I just think it's very impressive that you've managed to have that kind of like that much of like an interconnected relationship where all of these things are intertwined and you're able to look back at it and 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 see it as a as a kind of journey of growth and also not to be feeling like you have a huge amount of regret because I think that's quite a special thing and probably a testament to the to the bond that you both had. I couldn't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> it took a lot of time. We've been yeah, we've been separated for like almost half a year now. So yeah, I've had time to reflect. Yeah. I think it's also interesting to think about this idea of I don't know, growing up when, when you when you enter into your like first relationship or, or first couple of relationships and your identity becomes so intertwined or so clearly linked to you being that other person's partner and there's yeah there's something to there's something to be said something important to be said about that and figuring out who you are and putting who you are first yeah I think it's because a lot of us hold so much trauma and have so much healing left to do that we we want like another person to solve that for us we can't expect anyone to do that healing for us it all has to be done inside of ourselves first other people can only be like sometimes a nice refuge in that journey but really the bulk of it has to be done alone were you able to sort of come to that realization within the bounds of the relationship like did you go on that journey together at any point or was it only after stepping away slightly you you sort of had that realization you know I think we've both been doing a lot like I think we both grew a lot as people and definitely have been doing a lot of healing work throughout but um I think I think after really taking a huge step back earlier this year, I realized like how much work I really still had left to do. And I'm, I'm realizing like how much, how far I have to go literally every day now. And 
it's nice being in a place where uh, I have time to think about these things. I think that's like the thing I'm most grateful for for this year is that time to just be a human. Yeah, for sure. I can I can relate to that. There was a, a line I wanted to go back to in, in what you read and sort of just get a little bit more insight on. Um, you said, remember that time I wished I could have a bed on the early morning train instead of instead of the cold, cold train. And I, I'd love to get more of a sense of what that meant and what that means to you. Yeah, I actually remember that so well. There was a time when I was living with my parents and it was just a really, really hard time in my life. And I would take the train every day to the city because they lived like uh, 30, 40 minutes out. Early morning train. like, And I just remember being so exhausted on that train, but like sharing it with like hundreds of people and I would always just imagine there would always be these like mattress ads on the train. And I was like, this is so tempting because all I want is just like a huge mattress on this train. So I could just get a few extra hours of sleep and rest for the day in New York. I'm quite interested in your like spiritual practice as like someone who's kind of um, music and work, you know, ha- has a lot of the kind of spiritual and the and the healing and those kind of elements in it. You just spoke about, you know, going through your own process of like dealing with um, trauma and, and all of those kind of things. Like what kind of acts of spiritual practice have been important to you on your journey? Ooh, so many lately. I've been doing a ton of healing in the past few months and just been meeting more people especially out here on the west coast like healers so i've been doing uh, lots of meditation like i love to do guided meditations and it's something i also like to offer to people who listen to my music as well and then i've been exploring reiki with reiki healers and tapping into like universal energy and you know, like forming that bond with the healer, letting them access like parts of your subconscious. Sunday, actually, I tried this healing method called ATE. Um, I, I hope I'm saying it right. But basically, like the healer uh, combines homeopathic tinctures and like she, be, she was basically going through different pressure points on my body and saying different words and tapping into my subconscious and we tapped into like so many traumatic memories um and she would basically then tell me words to like heal she'd be like I accept myself I forgive myself like these kind of things so like tapping into the the trauma that's hidden in your subconscious and like telling that part to to heal it's been really powerful but yeah i yeah, I've been trying a lot. Yoga is obviously a big one. Exercise. That's amazing. My friends and I do like full moon ceremonies. That's wonderful. I, I like earlier in the year, I had like a, a, a minor breakdown and like went to, to stay by the sea and like went to see like a healer. Um, and I was like skeptical as well because she, she was white and like all of the spiritual practice that I know is like not that. Um, but, but I did, um, like hypnotherapy, but she was, she also did Reiki and she like knew a lot about just the points on the body. And it was honestly like the most amazing thing that I'd ever experienced, um, after being fairly skeptical actually was really beautiful and transformative for me. Yeah. I think it's important and beautiful that we do these things 
as an ongoing practice and it sounds like you're absolutely doing that so I remember you saying that you used to live near the the river in New York is that right in Queens I lived right next to the the East River it was like a block away or it was right across from my house it was really beautiful and you like only really get to my house by boat Oh wow, that's so cool! That's amazing. When when did you um decide to move to the West Coast, and and how have you found that that journey? Because that must be um quite different. <laughs> I can imagine. It's so different. I've actually always wanted to move here. I was in New York for ten years, and I had been excited to move and asking my partner if they wanted my ex-partner if they wanted to move for a long time and they just weren't ready yet because they had set up a whole studio in New York so when we um, broke things off I was just like this is the time so I've kind of I've been here for most of the year and it's been really powerful the sun can do amazing things This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Really nice. I, I agree with that one for sure. Yeah, and the whole music community. Like, there's a, a lot of music community out here. That's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds like you've found your people and it's it's brilliant that there's been so many avenues made available to you to kind of explore um the your spiritual self and and your healing as well and sometimes I think it can be in the smallest of ways like Liv is very good at at pushing me into doing healing practices even if I'm feeling quite resistant she's going to therapy now and I'm so proud of her or she's finding a therapist no I found one I found one okay I'm very proud of myself (laughs) 
It's because I live with a I live with a witch. Like my girlfriend reads tarot and she's a wellness practitioner and <laughs> and I grew up in a Buddhist household. So I'm like, you know, it's been there even if I've tried to ignore it. To be honest, Charlie's had that from her mum's growing up, but I feel like it made her it made her more sceptical than it did anything else. <laughs> my mum is a homeopath and my auntie does like Reiki, but I I was yeah, an, a noted sceptic growing up. <laughs> but opening uh, my mind. Opening my mind. Thank you. And all my my family is also like home, homeopaths and Reiki healers. And would they feed you the homeopathic medicine all the time? <laughs> A little candies? Candies, sometimes yeah. liquid, but I was really naughty and I would I would like just empty out the things into my hand and, and just like eat them because they were like sweets. They taste so <laughs> yeah. good, like so good. <laughs> Much better than the liquid ones. Yeah, not not quite as uh not quite as tasty those ones. Um <laughs> but more importantly, obviously it's about healing and um yeah, my dad has just got this story that he loves to bring up about the time like Arnica like brought my temperature down by like loads of degrees and stuff but yeah I, I just sort of going back to your extract um I um I'm also interested I'd love to hear you speak just a little bit more about how you you mentioned how you've sort of developed your style of writing and how that's been really important to you and I wondered like when you're writing your music is it a similar process as to when you're writing your diary or is it quite different do you kind of let it all spill out or is it more formulated or yeah I do a lot of these stream of consciousness like throughout the week and then what I do when I sit down to write a song because you know that is so inherently tied with rhythm and melody so it's more like I have a bank of words and topics that I want to write about and then I sometimes I will just like hear the instrumental of a song and like the whole song will come to me almost like a spirit. But then a lot of the times it's just um, pulling from this like bank of stream of consciousness and ideas and kind of fitting them into the structure of a song. Because, you know, like the the structure of a song is so, it's so specific and you need it to like flow really well. That usually happens very much in the moment. Do you sort of remember the, the music that you were creating around the time that you wrote this um, this extract? Yeah, I think I was actually writing some of my songs that came out in 2017, like Sweet Time and that that EP, like No Better and Sweet Time. Like a lot of Shanti I was writing at that time. I'm interested to know about like what your kind of creative practice or like songwriting processes look like over the past couple of months, because I feel like when lockdown started, everyone was like, this is the perfect time for everyone to write their books and write a song and get stuff done. Did you feel the pressure and like, how have you been making it work for yourself? There've been so many challenges, but also so much beauty along the way because uh, I was so used to working and living with my producer. So just having, you know, that person there to write with all the time. And I think not having that anymore and also being in a new city with like less access to resources forced me to just take so much more control and like start to learn so much more about instruments and production and handle a lot more of that process myself, which has been so empowering. And I've actually written like so many songs. Like I had to write the album during this time anyways. So it's just been, it's been such a, 
really great time to get that done. And it's actually taught me that when I make an album again, that I want to like take six months off and just focus on that and have no other distractions of like touring or brand work because um, it's so important to like fully get into the headspace of an album and just be present for it. Um, and luckily my, my other write, writing partner, um, Aaron, uh, he's also moved to LA. So we, he's like one of the people in my quarantine circle and we write together. Oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> that sounds really perfect. Yeah, I was, I've started to feel like me and Charlie were just saying that we both kind of want to go on writers retreats and just have a week or two I mean it's not months but like we'll take what we can get um, a week or two really just like you say where you're not ideally yes it would be months but um, a week or two where you just don't have any distractions of the outside world or like social media and where you can truly be in it and and focusing on it it's hard because we're not really granted that time as artists you really have to actively make make that time for yourself even when you're like a working artist you have to actively carve you out do. that time you for do yourself. over here um like the majority of people have been furloughed I don't think there's like I don't I don't think the same has been the equivalent's been happening over in the U.S. but where you know employers are uh, employers are putting um lots of their employees on furlough and they still get paid a certain amount of their wage and that idea was looking very appealing to me at one point will someone just furlough me already <laughs> Um, unemployment here and it's actually allowing so many people to just explore their passion and really work on their craft which I think is really beautiful. So we were wondering if you had any piece of advice you might give to your younger self in relation to your extract in terms of what you wish you had known during that period of time um, if anything. It's something I keep telling myself today just like choose yourself and show up for yourself because like ultimately you're the you're the person that you have to be around 24 7 and that you have to live and die with so if you don't focus on nurturing yourself and focusing on voicing your needs and um nurturing your dreams and you know the the painful parts that still need love to be poured over like you you have to you have to actively do that and like show up for yourself and it it can be really challenging I think when when you do it like the growth is so immense absolutely what do you think your younger self would think about where you are now oh my god this was my wildest dream I think it's crazy because i it's hard for me to even ask for more sometimes because I was like, this is, you know, there was a point I think in 2016 where I was really, I was like, damn, if I could just be like a wedding singer in a band and make, start to make money off music in that way, I'd be so happy. Like being able to have a whole career off of music and be start to like be connected to so many artists that I, admire so much and like be feel so part of the music community now like it's beyond a blessing and I had to make a lot of sacrifices and work a lot to get here but I also really I'm very in touch with how much privilege and what an immense blessing it is yeah and I feel like your extract kind of touches on that it touches on the sacrifices that you you made and and yeah I 
I hope that I mean it's good to hear that that like how proud of yourself you are yeah it's a beautiful reflection to be able to have at this age and stage in your like life and 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 career to feel like yes you know what I'm just truly happy like obviously I want to have a great vision for my life but I'm not really asking for a lot of monetary or like really specific rewards in that way it's it doesn't feel I don't know it's just not what I'm after I'm just after like artistic fulfillment and like relationships like healthy relationships you know yeah I can totally relate to that I talk quite a lot about um the ways in which ambition can sometimes be projected onto people who are in the public eye and ambition is usually sort of caged in quite a specific box as in like monetary success as you kind of mentioned but for a lot of people and certainly for myself and certainly for you it sounds like it's not as simple as being like I want to make loads of money and be famous (laughs) yeah yeah and it's so funny how once you start to get on this path like uh, the the next step for a lot of people is just like well I want like 30 Grammys and like (laughs) Mm. millions of dollars and have like millions and millions of followers that stuff comes at a lot of costs too that a lot of people Mm. don't see and I just want to be very like gradual and mindful about like success because we I think we're also like unpacking as a society like how just how harmful that whole system is just of you know, like being like the biggest, best thing out there and like having the most, like acquiring the most. It's just not sustainable. I think that's so, that's such a wise thing to say. Um, and I think that's like a real, yeah, I, I hope that anyone who is a sort of aspiring musician takes heed of, of those words that you just said, Ravina, because I think that's so crucial. Aspiring musician, writer, author, whatever. I yeah. think it's so important to think about being really intentional like you say, and and thinking about the work and the art and and what it is that you want to put out into the world. And yes, we should all be aspiring to and focusing on like creating great words and things that people are going to engage with um, that's going to mean something. So yeah, and it's very easy to get caught up, I think. Very easy to get caught up. It is. And when that's like the focus of your career is just getting like bigger, I think it can like, we can just get in the way of having a really balanced and healthy life. I see life. it often. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. see it often too. And I just know that's that's not it. Like what's it is having like really beautiful relationships and a beautiful relationship with yourself and a good relationship with your art. And I think we romanticize a lot in artists like the um, like getting so successful and being so sad you know like we like almost romanticize those people who are like so like so depressed uh when they reach a certain level of fame or like you know like I don't know if you know what I mean yeah of course there's a reason that we focus on the tragic stories of success that is that is a form of glamorization and it's it's very intoxicating not just for the people who are obviously within it but also for us as kind of um as as outliers, people who are looking in, and I think we really need to try on a societal level, really, to disentangle our um, our notions of, like, it's almost like hierarchy, isn't it? It's like, yeah. So I've been thinking about that a lot recently, actually, about the 
the different forms of hierarchies that exist in, in creative spaces and yeah. And it's really interesting how like once you're in the industry, like how much um how much people start to treat you differently based on where you fit into that hierarchy. Which is really toxic. Like we're all equal human beings. It shouldn't be like this this thing where you're treated differently because of where you are where you are on the ladder. That's just yeah, for sure. Like the respect and the the um and the kindness needs to be there at all at all stages, at all yeah. With everyone. <laughs> with everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so important. Oh. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's been truly beautiful and delightful and wonderful to catch up with you. It's been really beautiful. The last thing that I wanted to ask was if there is anything that you think our um, listeners, I almost said readers because I'm used to speaking in terms (laughs) of readers, but anything that you think our listeners um, should look out for that could be any work that that you you have um, that's about to come out or it could be like any causes that you want to kind of spotlight. Too. I w- I really want to spotlight like people doing mutual aid. I think it's been such a big thing that's been showing up in my life, and just you know, like there's so many people in need right now in our communities. Like it could just be your neighbor, and um, I think like like the work that LA Community fr- Fridge is doing is amazing, and they're they're doing it in a bunch of cities where they're just like setting up. Um, fridges that anyone from the community can like give or take from. That's a great example of mutual aid. Uh, when we were protesting, making like safety kits for protesters. It's like it's a time where, well, in the U.S., it's like a very kind of fascist, and we really have to take care of each other and rise up as people. And that means just showing up when the when the government can't and when our like system can't thank you (laughs) have a beautiful day bye so did you enjoy that i did yeah i think it was really cool to hear from ravina about that specific relationship she had um which has been such a huge part of her life catching someone in a moment of transformation is is a rare and like beautiful sort of not sight what what do we call it a rare and beautiful audio i don't know what do you say say on a podcast um (laughs) but yeah um she seems to be doing really well and like i know that you really resonated with what she had to say about her spiritual practices so um it was a really lovely conversation i thought really lovely conversation i just honestly on (laughs) a really basic level was really impressed with the like reflexivity and and the and and the navigating of that relationship and 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 such transformational kind of change because it is very significant change to to be kind of parting from that bond that you've had with someone over I don't know four or five years when it's been so we can use the phrase entanglement when it's been so like linked in with all of these different elements of your of your life you know and I just think you know to, to look back on that and think okay yeah these are things that I took from it I'm really grateful for the space um and I'm and respectfully you know this is this is the decision that I came to I think that's she's probably just more mature than I am <laughs> but yeah. yeah and I, I also thought it was really lovely to hear her sort of measured um her measured take on where she wants to be or where she's going or what she's setting out to achieve in music um it's 
it's in my experience very rare to hear an artist talk with that kind of candor about success and and growth and again I guess it's that thing that you mentioned about she's obviously a very reflective person and that 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 comes out in a myriad of ways within how she views the world and the type of music she creates anyway I've actually I forgot to tell her actually I've been listening to her like throughout lockdown like loads because her her music is so relaxing yeah yeah um yeah I should have said <laughs> oh it's the most soothing music yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense. Well, uh, yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We loved it. Um, Ravina is one of our faves. If you want to support Galdem and our journalistic work and everything that we stand for, you can sign up to become a member today on the website. And thank you very much for listening to Growing Up With Galdem today. Thank you so much. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll tune into the next one. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review, rate us and subscribe. It really helps the show. And if you'd like to find out more about Galdem, you can head over to our Instagram page at Galdemzine. That's G-A-L-D-E-M-Z-I-N-E. Or you can visit our website, which is G-A-L hyphen, which is important, D-E-M dot com. Galdem has a book which is out now. It's called I Will Not Be Erased, Our Stories About Growing Up as People of Colour. You can find it in all good bookstores or online. Thank you so much for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.